Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. Or I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a, a cosmic phenomenon. In conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow managed to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground. People resonate with it and it's become its own thing. They told the story around it, and that's what really inspired me. There's so many possibilities. It's a very big pond, I guess. Thankful that I got like super bored not doing anything, so that made me start putting myself out there. Just be yourself. Just appreciate everything. It's all material. It's a podcast for and by creatives. My name is Aubrey, and I dare say it's all material. Let's get to the nitty-gritty now, shall we? It's all material. Welcome to the show where we talk about all things creative and the other things that come with it. This podcast aims to show some love to artists and creatives all over the world. And today I'm joined by a music producer who's a main creator for EDM and hip-hop music. Hi, Clarence. How's it going? I'm doing good. So you're still, still setting up your studio there in Digos. How's it all going so far? Well, there's a little struggle, especially budget-wise. <laughs> But all is good, all is good, all is good. How long have you been uh, staying there? I've been staying here for like almost a year, a year now. Mm. And when did the business get back? Well, it got back just like last summer, summer last year, right away when I transferred here. Cool, cool. So I heard that you also do um, pr- um, productions for 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 advertisers and for and for also um, political campaigns. So those are keeping you bu- busy these days. Am I right? Yes, and I'm almost done. So I mean, I have to really make money since I just started moving all my stuff here. Actually, the studio is almost 75% and will be open for public, maybe. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's it going to be your studio's name? Me and my fiancé already decided in Think Beats Lab. Actually, we're already advertising it to our streams, to our own streams. All right, let's link those up when we air the episode. That sounds really, really good. So your fiancé is also there with you in, in Digos, is that right? Yeah, she's outside. I also wanted to talk to you more about your music making. So when did you start making music? Started making music when I was like, I was still already at seven years old. I started with pianos Ooh. and then fell in love with jazz music ah, and yes. converted it into playing guitar, mm. made a band and then I transitioned to DJing since I've been going to the clubs, even when I was still a minor. That's cool. That's so cool. Can you tell me more about um, your your journey, like before when you when you started playing guitar and having a band? Um, what what year was this? Were you in high school at the time or college? I was like transitioning to first year high school. Ah, I mean, first, just like any other young individual my parents really did not support it and then for like 
when the time came when they saw that I was already making money out of music, mm. I they just supported me and that's when they gave me my first personal guitar. Wow. Maybe that's the first gift I had from them. Do you remember what song you played? Like the first song. Do you remember the first song you played? First song I played is For the Love of God by Steve Vai. It's a, it's a guitar instrumental one. Still one of my favorite favorites for like almost 20 years. 20 oh years now. I really love that song. That's so cool. I haven't actually heard that song before. I'm going to check that out after we're... You should, you should check it out. It's <laughs> no, really good. It's really good. Got me curious. <laughs> and then what type of music did you play with your band? We played from really old 90s stuff, especially on bands that really... Like the variety stuff. But personally, our band likes to play semi-metal and jazz music and R&B stuff. Ah, R&B is the best. I love R&B. There's just yeah. something about R&B that just gets me going. That just, you know, oh my God, nobody's going to ruin my vibe today because I'm listening to R&B. Like, yes, I feel the same. I feel the same. Just like my fiance, that's her favorite genre. Mm. And she's like hands-on when I produce R&B stuff. So <laughs> really? It really helps. It really helps. Two brains are better than one. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I really think it's almost like 60% hers and mine is the rest. <laughs> she's also really good at music. Wow. Wow. I should go talk to her one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, when did you start becoming a DJ? Like after, like how did that transition go? Like going from a guitar player in a band with like metal music and jazz music to like EDM and hip hop. How did that go? Well, the, the origin is, I was like, the band just disbanded. And then for a few months, I was like, I was really bored. I needed music and I really need to do something. But mm. There was this time I met with my older sister, Sa Jensan. Mm -hmm. She gave me these old tracks, house tracks from the 90s, 80s. And then what happened is I have, I've been using Virtual DJ to record my guitars. Mm. So I, I tried putting those songs and watched some DJ tutorials. It just clicked. So I tried being just wedding DJs. I started DJing weddings. And then after two years, I said to myself, I should really go bigger. So yeah. I started marketing myself, invested on gears, and even had apprenticeship from some of the best DJs in Davao. Ooh, um, anybody in particular? Maybe you can mention some. I'm going to shout out to these because they really helped me for so many years now. I drew Mon Qatar and Mr. Makoy Salinas and DJ Torch Bakuma. They're the ones that really helped me. Oh, right. Torch. I know Torch. We've had him for like a couple of events when I used, still used to, to work at 105.9 Mix FM. He used to be always present like in almost every event that we had. He's like super active and he is indeed an inspiration to like aspiring DJs. And I'm so glad that you got connected with him. Yeah, I wouldn't be what I am today, not because of him. 
Right, right. So if you could live like inside someone's mind, whose mind would it be? Fictional or real people? Oh, anything, <laughs> anything really. I'd love to know more. Yeah. If maybe because of this guy, I've been really following his way of life. I mean, I would say it would be, it's really funny, but it's, I know, it's Mr. Ryan Kayabiyab. Ooh. Since I did do part-time music teaching, I once saw a documentary of him as a producer. So all the method I do was actually copied from his method in that documentary. Wow. In a way, I just really want to copy that kind of style to these new styles we have today. Yeah, kind of integrate it to the stuff that you're doing now. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, what a legend. So what do you think is like the greatest challenge in doing the work that you do? Maybe this will not just apply to me, but maybe some will relate, especially artists, struggling artists, and even the artists that are in the mainstream. Marketing yourself and managing it with all your other projects mm-hmm. given to you by a handler or by yourself. I mean, maybe it's also because of DJing and being an artist that I learned and really learned the books of marketing and business strategies. It's really weird, but actually, I've been into real marketing on artists these past few years. Wow. Can you tell me more about that? Basically, because in my experience, I had struggles on marketing myself as well. Hmm. I, don't e- I don't even have my own photographer or even people who will talk about what I do and maybe even have a documentary of the events that I was involved with. So what I did is I learned Photoshop, made my own page, and really studied ways to market myself on social media, especially hmm. This pandemic has been a real, yes. a real struggle, but luckily I pulled it through and I'm still here. That's awesome. And you also um, have like a design company, right? Is that is that right? Is it an apparel company? Do you guys run that as well? Yes, an, up- an upcoming apparel by TLK Records. That's nice. I'm excited. OMG. And can you tell me more about TLK Records? Like a while ago, I was chatting up Chris Fox and it's such a small world because he was also from Magic 89.1. Yeah. And and he was like, I wala, wala nag-abot sa Magic. <laughs> and I was like, OMG, kaubun manila rod ba? And he was like, yeah, yeah, kaubun manila rod nila eternity like during the night show. And that was so cool. Like knowing that we we had a common radio station. TLK Records was founded by me and Chris Fox wow. way back in 2013 to 14. I guess we started. It started to be just a DJ duo for the both of us, and so we can also market our own music, own EDM music that we do. Yeah, yeah. And in a way, we lay low because we did do our own things back then, but since. Our friendship was like, even though we have TLK records back then, we didn't do a collaboration, not until 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a really funny story. So what happened is we made an official TLK records on 
the year 2021 featuring artists of different genres, not just hip hop, not just R&B. Mm -hmm. We also have singers, we also have EDM producers. Mm -hmm. And now we are actually still growing, not that fast, but it really, it's really good to see that we're growing like this. That's right. And it's organic too. So that's the yes. best thing ever. That also applies why we studied the, the way to market musicians because we're not just marketing ourselves now. So mm. we're marketing them. Yeah, being a record label as like full yes. on. And it's so legit. And I was just watching Chris Fox's show like earlier. I was like, oh my God, the Tugtugan is so good. The songs are so good. Like, yeah, and I was just making fun of him in comments. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our tag team. We just make fun of each other. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. If I was still in Davo, maybe I was, I'll always be with him in the stream. Oh, yeah. But since I'm so if you were not a DJ, what kind of job do you think you would have been doing? Actually, maybe I would be a full-time music teacher. Actually, I have a chance to be a teacher in Dubai, but my family decided I should really finish my degree in literature. So it's either I'm a music teacher or a literature teacher. Either way, that's a creative field. That's awesome. And yeah. How how long have you how long did you teach music? I'm I've been teaching music for part time for like three years and then I just resigned last month. Oh okay. So what type of um what type of lessons do you teach? Like any instrument in particular, or was it like music in general, like reading notes and everything? I teach the beginner class of basic music theory and basic guitar chords um this is for like um a, a school an institution or is it more of like a music school uh more of an online music school ah that's nice what was like the most unforgettable experience you've had in a class well i had these i had this student back then that what happened is he, he got really bored the lesson because <laughs> he was already good. Ah. The thing is, he noticed my DJ gear behind, behind my back in the studio. And what happened is he spent the remaining 30 minutes of him me teaching him about what DJing is. And after a month, he went to my house and now he's a DJ. Oh my. He's a DJ in this city, in this, in Vigos. He's now a DJ in Vigos. My city. goodness. The inspiration. Actually, he's really good now. Oh, wow. God, just by looking at your instruments, just by looking at your equipment, he got inspired. And that, and he found his passion through you. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the best feeling in the world. It is, it is. The best thing is, he's actually more humble than me. I'm still his manager now, so that's really funny. <laughs> I want him to have a better thing in life, but he just want to stick under my wing. So uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe one of these days, like you know, because there are times that you know we just want to take it easy. So maybe I that's really want to wish the best for him. Yeah, yeah. 
that's that's awesome and you're and you're very supportive and you know you always push on and I think that's what I like about you too so can you tell me more about your process in making music because I'm really curious I've heard your beats and they're super good and I was just wondering like how does how like what type of experience kind of um kind of inspires you to to make music I, I, th- I think I remember there was one post that your fiance shared that it was her voice recordings and you turn it into a song and I was like yeah, this I, is the most genius thing ever actually that was my engagement proposal so how did that come about well when it comes to my process of making music like I said earlier I was copying Sir Ryan Kayabiab style so my first the first thing I'm going to do is make a melody. Hmm. And then I just record that whole melody, the whole song. And then I will outsource it in the software. And then another like 30 minutes of thinking, what should we add? What should we put there? Mm -hmm. And then if I think of that, then I will add on the drums. Mm -hmm. I will add on the bass. I will add on the necessary stuff and then I think should this does this thing need a guitar? If it does, then that's gonna be another session of recording for me. Oh yeah. And then after all the instruments are laid out and the software, that's where I really put the magic formula in what I do. Mm. Like the mastering, the panning, or even sometimes Chris Fox is in the session doing that with me mm. and then we we really decide if we're gonna make a song out of it or it's gonna be a beat that's either gonna be for sale or just gonna be featured as one of our tracks that's awesome that's awesome the brainstorming is already there yeah process i love that where do you see yourself like five years ten years from now as an artist Wow, that's a really good question. I've been thinking of that for like three days now. (laughs) Well, actually, if I'm going to be honest with you, there are just some things that maybe I'm just going to be laying low for a while. But if I see myself in five years, I think I'm still going to be in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Especially now that I will be there focusing and helping other talents other artists and even other producers, if I can, I'm going to just do my best to help them all. Because mm. I've been in the limelight myself and I think it, maybe it must be the age or <laughs> I think it's time for me to rest. I've been thinking of that for like three days now. Yeah, I'll always be there to help them. So making art has its fun parts and the not so fun parts. So like in your process, like which part is your favorite and like which part is like your least favorite? In my case, actually, the not so fun part is where I really get the transition in the fun part. Like especially on outside gigs, all artists will have their struggles and that's where you will find real artist friends will be there for you for through thick and thin like Chris Fox like DJ Torch Mm. in my struggles in the not so fun parts that's where I remember that they were there for me and this is the thing that I live for 
Yes, that support system is there. And you're so yes. blessed to have these people in your life. Like, um, because not a lot of people have a healthy support system. That's that's why, like, when I created this podcast, I was hoping that to all of those people who felt alone, who felt lost, can just, you know, can can connect with other people and through shared experiences. And and you're doing that. You've been doing that for people for years and years now. And I'm so proud of you, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So do you ever get creative block? Are there just some days that you don't feel like making anything Actually, yes. And it's a waste of studio electricity. <laughs> because my studio blocks happen in the middle of a session. Oh, damn. Like, like okay, I'm here. Wait, I'm just going to lie down and think. And then when I stand up, I decide to shut all things down. I know this is not going to value to anything. Mm. I'm just going to try tomorrow and then tomorrow. And then randomly just pops up on that time when you don't really expect to do that especially especially the new song i made which is still doesn't have someone to sing the valentine's thing actually yeah that was just a random thought i made that's why it doesn't have a proper caption some of these things just um come in randomly during the day and then instead of you know having you sit down first and then make like there are times that they 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 occur to you in like the most ordinary situations yes or maybe sometimes even if i'm stressed that's mm. the time i really make good sounding music because i think music is also my distressor in a way mm. it's like it's like my outlet yeah, the world yeah. is harsh now, especially in the pandemic. That's right. It's tough. Do you have any creative role models growing up? Like when you were a kid, did you look up to anyone in your creative life? In a way, there are a few people I can mention. One is my cousin. She's the she's like one of the best pianists in the Philippines and is teaching outside today. Ooh. Second is, let's say, Steve Vai and... Steve Vai and wait, I'm gonna Google the other one. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. I oh, forgot his name. Yeah. I was thinking of his song, but I forgot his name. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is the the see you again guy, right? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He was good. He was good. Yeah. So um, is there like any type of advice that you want to give? Like somebody who wants to do something, DJing, who wants to produce music like you, like do you have any any sort of tip for them, for starters? Maybe for me, the most practical advice I could give is never get tired of what you do and never stop loving what you do, especially if you are committed to what you do. Because mm. actually, they should not be discouraged on the hardships because the hardships is, what, is what's going to be making them grow. Mm. And it's all going to be worth it when the time comes that's right. Like it'll all pay off in the end. It'll all pay off. Yeah, yeah. Because there are times that I, I totally agree with you. Like there are times that like we are too hard on ourselves, but then later on when we do things in our own pace, then the results will turn out better. Yes. All right. Oh, can you um give the social media handles for all of the projects that you're in right now? 
maybe Spotify. It's DJ Clarence Anthony. There's no other DJ Clarence Anthony I can see on the Spotify search bar. Yeah, I think that's the only active one I have right now. I see. And for TLK Records too, right? Um, on fa- You're on Facebook. Any other platforms? Yes. TLK Records, BH on Facebook. And please check out DJ Clarence Anthony on Facebook. Also, that's all. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciated this yes, talk. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. It's my it's my pleasure and it's my honor. So I really, I really am a big fan of, of your music. So so I can't wait for the new stuff that you're about to put out. And I also can't wait for the clothing line that you guys are are cooking up. And yeah, and I hope that one of these days, like I can visit the TLK studio. That would be fun. Yes. We would love that. We would love that. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, man. And um, yes, good no stuff. Worries. Good stuff. And um, I hope for the best, like in the uh, in the coming years, for you, for your music, for the record, for the record label, and for your upcoming business venture. All good things. All good things. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, and thank you to you also. This is Aubrey, and you're listening to It's All Material. New episode every Thursday at seven p.m.